0: I have an announcement for you. Email is not dead. Email is not dead. Now, people have been saying for a number of years now that uh, email is dead. It's old school. It's the 20th century way of doing things. What you need instead, Is the 21st century way of doing things. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Reddit, LinkedIn. You get the idea. These are certainly additions too, but not replacements for an email list. An email list is a list of interested people in whose inbox you can drop your marketing content. For example, when you've got training or coaching programs to sell. And today's guest is business email expert and CEO of ConvertKit, Coming right up here on episode 64 of the Training Business Podcast.
1: Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning in today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes.
0: Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark Garrett-Hayes, and this is the podcast for you as a training business professional, someone who owns a training business, runs a training business, someone who delivers training. Perhaps you're a coach, you're a freelance training consultant, a learning and development consultant. You can change the name, call yourself what you want, but you're in the area of making money from developing people. And often the people who reach out to me and let me know that it's for them, these episodes, this show, these are people in the training business world. So that's the umbrella term I use to describe the content of this podcast and it's the podcast for you and there's an episode every single thursday now um today our guest as i mentioned before the music is nathan barry who is ceo of convertkit one of the most popular and fastest growing email platforms worldwide Uh, now i said before the music that nathan is a business email expert. So when I say business email, I'm talking about the kinds of email that you as a business owner, a training business owner, would send directly to someone's inbox. For example, to tell them about your training and your coaching programs, your products and your services to get them to buy, to sign up. So, you know, an email which converts them from simply passers-by prospects into actual paying customers. Nathan Barry, today's guest, has built a multi-million dollar business with ConvertKit, which is designed to help you to do just that. Let's meet Nathan. Nathan, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, let's start with, with your role at ConvertKit. Why did you decide to start ConvertKit? Yeah, so years ago, uh, back in 2012... 2011,
1: 2012, I I got into building a blog and building an audience online um, and then earning a living from it. So mine was about um, teaching people how to design iPhone applications, uh, and then it broadened to design in general. And uh, in doing that, Mm -hmm. I learned the power of email marketing. I I wrote a book on um, designing iOS apps and uh, sold it, And, and email was the highest converting channel by far. And at the time, I didn't know anything about the space. Other than just, you know, people were saying, oh, build an email list, and that's the best way to sell your book. So I did, and they were right. Um, and then in that process, I kind of started to become more and more frustrated with MailChimp because I'd learn a best practice, and I'd go to implement it, and it'd be complicated. And so I'd be hacking around MailChimp and writing custom code and all of this. And, and people would ask me, oh, how'd you do this thing? And I'm like, oh, well, it's complicated. Like, I'll tell you, but if you don't know how to code, you know, it's just going to be a pain. Um... So then I kind of thought, like, okay, why don't I? I'm learning all these best practices. Why don't I build a tool uh, that's not for the mass market? It's not for all of small business, you know? Um, it's instead just for content creators and bloggers. And um, so that's where ConvertKit was born. And it was really just wanting to solve my own problems. And, and uh, it took a long time to get going. But uh, now, years later, we're used by most all the largest content creators on the web. Um, so it's pretty exciting.
0: So people have said numerous times over many years that email is dying or it's it's being surpassed by video, by live streaming, by webinars. W- what do you say to people listening who are perhaps addicted to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, etc., and don't yet understand the power of an email list?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, the death of email has been predicted every year for the last fifteen years, maybe. I'm not sure. It's been a long time. Probably goes back to their friendster days. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm waiting for it along with everybody else. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, everyone who's addicted to the other platforms, I, I think I would just say that, uh, that's something that's inherent about those other platforms is that they are addictive and they are um, inherently low quality. You know, if you if you look at who your neighbor is on Facebook, let's say let's say I write an incredible essay. And I'm teaching something about business and, and this is just like mind-blowingly good. And I put that on Facebook. Then the post right above it is a political rant. And the post right below it is, you know, someone's like the hike they went on or their baby pictures or something like that. That's true. You know, or <laughs> honestly, it's probably just a meme. Like we we have political political rant followed by the greatest content you've ever written, followed by a stupid internet meme. And that's who the neighbor is, and so that's the way people treat the platform. It's just for this mindless consumption. But when you look to email, um, you know, especially now that spam filters have gotten so much better, and and people are good at managing their subscriptions, um, you know, what a lot of people are doing is you look at who those neighbors are in the inbox, and sure, there's you know, um, the latest sale going on from the e-commerce platform or whatever that you bought at. Um, but there's also right that there's the email from your friends making holiday plans. Um, you know the email from the coworkers saying, "Hey, here's like check this out." Like it's a place that you go to engage in a higher, much higher quality level. You deal with every email that comes through your inbox, um, or at least I hope you do. Uh, a lot of people do. Some people just ignore it and let it go by and let the inbox build up forever. But um, you know you interact with it in some way. Whereas if I post something on Twitter, for example and you were to come back from vacation you you would never like go catch up on all of your tweets and make sure you didn't miss something. Like, you just like start fresh from wherever you happen to pick up today
0: and there are loads of email platforms out there you know aweber active campaign constant contact you've mentioned MailChimp. uh we're not going to go into a, a software battle here but i hear again and again that convertkit is the preferred platform for creatives for providers of training programs you know uh brand experts, coaching programs, certainly most, uh, many, if not most of the top coaches and personal brand experts who I know, uh, I'm thinking of Neil Patel here, for example, the, the kind of guru of of SEO, use ConvertKit. So what does ConvertKit offer this audience that other platforms don't?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is that, uh, is the focus on content creators. They have different needs from other businesses, right? One, we're trying to get uh, attention through brand marketing and And maybe trying to get customers to come back and that would be something like a a retail shop might be doing. Um, And so a lot of these email tools are trying to serve that customer. They're trying to, look, you just need to, however you get people's emails, that's fine. And and then you just need to email them, remind them to come back. We have a sale or whatever else. And so that's what most email tools are built for. Um, Content creators have an entirely different use case. Where on the surface it's the same, so that's why content creators use Mailchimp and, and any, any other platform. Um, but there's really so much more that you can do as, you know, as a content creator. Of um, you know, you want to give away a free PDF to get people to join the list. You want to automate the follow up after that. Um, you know, a lot of them, um, like, t- you know, Neil Patel or like a Tim Ferriss or Tim McGraw um, are all customers. They. They're on, like they're not trying to make a one-off sale, you know. They're not going to jump on and log notes after a call, um, you know, because they're sending an email to a million people and saying, "Go buy this thing." You know, Tim McGraw's saying, "I have this new single that came out. Go listen to it," um, and so you end up with this balance of needing to have a tool that can both scale all the way up, right? Can be usable at uh, for a thousand subscribers and scale up to you know millions of subscribers. Which is surprisingly hard to do, but then also be easy to use all the way through that. And the only way that that's possible is for us focusing on a specific uh, niche of the market and just saying, like, look, if you're not a content creator, if you're not using content marketing and and um, uh, you know building an audience in that way, that you're not our target customer. And that's been been really helpful because we you know we haven't built features like a CRM or uh, membership sites or something like that. We've let integrations handle that because you know by really focusing on who we serve we can build a tool that's both very very powerful and very easy to use um, for our right you know our correct
0: demographic so thinking of of audience uh, listening to this people who are typically uh, training business owners maybe a small to mid-sized training business they could be uh, consultants they could be coaches why would someone listening to this think about You know, building an email list consciously, intentionally, amassing a list of thousands of subscribers. Because we all hear of, you know, people with with two thousand or five thousand or fifteen thousand subscribers. Let's say I'm listening to this and I think, you know what? I have. If I'm lucky, I've got twenty people on my email list. Uh, So I might feel like giving up before I begin. Where do I start uh, to actually build a list I can sell to my training programs, for example? And why why would I do that?
1: Yeah. So having an audience is like the greatest uh, business superpower. Um, I, I wrote an article years ago where I talked about it as the biggest cheat code for online business, where everything that you do, if you build up this audience that, you know through teaching people and, and telling stories and sharing your journey, they're looking to follow everything that you do. And so as you jump on to the next thing, uh, they're there like saying, oh, what's that? You you have another training program coming out, whatever else. Like you end up with all these people in your corner and it's just, it's remarkable. And so, you know, when I think of something, I'm like, oh, sure, that's useful when you have 2,000 subscribers, but like 20, that's not that's not worth it, right? Like what, would you really sit down and send a, a monthly newsletter or something to 20 people? And I, don't I think know. of it would as, you? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Because I think of it as, okay, let me imagine, like if I said, hey, down the street from your house, uh, you know, I'm going to put together a workshop for 20 people who are really interested and engaged. Will you come speak at it? And if it's the right group of people, you'd say, like, I would say absolutely. Because if you imagine 20 people in a room, you know, like uh, in a little workshop room, like that'll fill the whole room. That's great. And then, if you think about it, okay, next month it might be twenty-five, and the month after that it might be thirty-five, and and then you know later on, say we get to a hundred people, like that's a tiny email list, but like that's a conference talk now when I'm talking to a hundred people, and these are people who are willing to show up every, you know, every week or every month whenever I'm going to put out content and engage with it and reply and share it and everything else, um, it's just so incredible. And if you stick with that for a long time, you know, uh, say a couple of years, then you're basically guaranteed for it to grow to thousands of people, um, and then like for me and for you know so many of our customers that convert it, it just becomes the superpower. Where you know when I'm in a city, like uh, I spoke at a conference in Washington D.C. a few months ago, and you know I had a thousand people that were lived within 50 miles of Washington D.C. that I could email and say, hey, I'm hosting a meetup tonight. Who wants to come? You know, and at the last minute 50 people show up. Um, and you just have this ability, whether it's, uh, to meet people in a city or, uh, sell a product or, you know, anything like that. Um, it just carries forward into everything you're doing. So I think building an email newsletter and and building an audience in that way is the single biggest move you can make in your career?
0: And the reason I said twenty people because you know that that's something I had at one point, and I thought this is demoralizing. Here I am writing content for the same people, and, and nothing's happening. So, are there ways people can go from twenty to fifty to a hundred, and and actually take concrete steps to, to you know to grow the list to something where they feel it's now worth monetizing? It's something they can actually yeah make money from.
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I do. Um, is I always talk about having a very specific niche that you're going after, right? So you want, to, um, you want to be clear on who you're serving and what you're going to teach them. So for example, if I'm going to start a new site teaching design, that's actually not great. Like that's pretty generic. But if I were to come in and say, I'm going to teach um, iPhone app design to developers, like that's great. Like now we're specific. And so then, what I could do, um, and exactly what I did do, was say, okay, I'm starting this new thing, iPhone app design for developers. Let me uh, like list out the people I know in real life who fit in that category. You know, I had coworkers, uh, I had friends, people I'd met at conferences. You know, and I emailed about ten people and um, reached out to them and said, okay, like I'm starting a new site teaching people uh, iPhone app design. Is that something you'd be interested in? And so, just through direct outreach, I got my first ten subscribers. And then the next thing that I did is I, uh, after you know they'd said, "Sure, I'm I'm interested," like put me on the list. You know, then then I emailed them. a second email and said, "Awesome, thanks so much. It, just two quick questions. One, what's your biggest frustration uh, related to, you know, designing iPhone applications? And two, where do you go online right now to learn about this?" And so what happens there is you get people to give you uh, two really important things, what to write about and where to promote it, because the frustrations is a list of what to write about. Someone's saying like, oh, you know, I don't know how to do the Like, how do I make this a great experience? How do I do this in Xcode? Um, like whatever example. And you can write your answer directly to them and then and, but publish that as a post on your blog and, and to your email list. Um, and so it gives you great fodder for what you can write about. And then when they're telling you all these communities, you'll probably know about half of them, uh, but they might say like, oh, I really love to read this site or um, I love this subreddit or whatever, or this forum or whatever else. And they're doing your research for you as to um, where people hang out on the internet, where you should hang out, where you could write guest posts, where you could promote your work and where you could get to know people in the community. And so those two things are really, really good. And if you kind of go in that cycle of um asking people what, what they're frustrated about, writing an article that that solves that frustration, um, and then promoting it, you know, around the web and then asking your list to share it. Like that's usually or that's what I've seen is most effective for going from, you know, say ten or fifty ten or twenty subscribers to hundred subscribers.
0: And then, of course, is is the thing you mentioned or alluded to, which is lead magnets. Now, we talked back in episode 47 with Kevin McGraw of Beacon.by, we talked about lead magnets, which are free guides, checklists, cheat sheets, uh, video series, etc., which people uh, get in exchange for giving you um, an email address. In your experience, Nathan, are, are there particular kinds of lead magnets which generally get the most positive response for people who are shall we say uh creators of expert content they are you know people like your Tim Ferriss, your Neil Patel who have a particular niche and they want to build a list of people uh who are just right for their brand of of, of expert content
1: yeah so there are I uh, there's my two favorites oh man do I pick only two favorites this is tough yeah uh, <laughs> let's go for well, three. my favorite <laughs> uh, two or three the ebook Uh, it's something that I do a lot. Um, it has a certain, like if you take an article or a couple of articles and bundle them up in book format, uh, it just has this higher perceived value than just words and, you know, inside of WordPress. And so I really like doing that, especially if you add some design and, and, uh, um, you know, really package it up nicely.
0: Do you feel an, an ebook should be a specific length or, or, or specific format just for people who are perhaps, you know, the, the concept of an ebook is alien to some people, perhaps?
1: Yeah. Um, I usually distribute them in PDFs. Um, they don't need to be as long as you would think if you uh, design them really well. You know, I, I think some could be as short as a couple thousand words. Um, but if it's really focused on teaching one thing, uh, you know, I remember an ebook years ago that uh, someone named Thomas Fuchs came out with um, when Apple released all the retina screens. you know, and that was a big shift. Everyone's like, "How do you design for retina? how do you you know there's all these articles coming out and you're like trying to compile it all. He just put together one ebook that was like, "Do exactly this." And it wasn't that long. Um, but it was like, yeah, oh man, that's amazing. I, was, <laughs> I think he was selling it, but you know, so it's i'll I'll buy that in order to uh, know exactly how to do this one thing. You know, but you could do it in a free guide as well. He would have grown his list like crazy if he'd chosen to, um, you know, do it as a free guide. So, I like to do that. You know, I have an article that I'm working on right now, um, and it's starting to push like five or six thousand words. And so I'm thinking, you know, I think it might be time to write this as a book or and release it as a free ebook as well because people might take it seriously, or or treat it with a different level of weight and respect and shareability and all that. So. Um, that's something that I'll often do. You know, the other one because a, a book right has this more weight to it. You got to do the whole thing up front. And you have to, you should hire a designer to lay it out nicely for you. Um, and so something that I really like to do is an email course. So that's basically where um, you pick your topic and, and then you write it. Say ten lessons that go out over two weeks or three weeks. Um, I did one on mastering product launches. Uh, that was the title of it, and that one did really well. I and mean, it was basically uh, telling people, you know, um, everything I know about launching digital products is right here. I've got seven lessons over three weeks. Um, you know, sign up, and you'll get this content dripped out to you. Um, a couple of things that I love about email courses. One, you can work on them as you go and you can tweak them and refine them and um, and change it. You can even write them. As you're working on it, you know you put yourself on that deadline and get people to sign up, and you have like the first two lessons done, and you know that the next lesson has to be done by Monday, because um, otherwise, you know people won't get it when they're expecting. Um, so I like that uh, kind of just get started really quickly approach to email courses. The other thing is it trains people that the valuable content is in the email. So people often will sign up for things if you're saying like, hey. Uh, I'll give you this thing for free—say, this ebook or this worksheet. Um, if you, uh, you know, put in your email address, what a lot of people will do is put in like their junk email address, right? And they'll go check the junk email address, grab that one thing, and and uh, and then ignore everything that you send from then on out. But with an email course, all the content is in the email, and it trains people that hey, the value that I want is in the email. And so then, after the email course finishes, and then you're sending more content. You know, as you have new blog posts or other stuff come out over time, then uh, you know they're looking at it from that perspective of they're in the habit of oh, if I open Mark's emails, if I open Nathan's emails, that's where the the good stuff is, mm-hmm. um, and so I really like it from that perspective. So we've built a lot of convert yeah, around making that super easy um, to both build on a landing page that converts really highly, um, you know, so you build that in twenty minutes and then you kick off an email course tied to that. Uh, and and go from there.
0: That's a great point. So it it sounds obvious, but if you if you are a teacher, if you're an instructor, you're a, a learning and development consultant, a, a trainer. Uh, listening to this, um, you, you have content you can teach. You teach. You you charge for it. So so why not put that in some kind of course which people get uh, to their email box directly, um, dripped as you say. So that's something that ConvertKit does. It allows people to create or stagger some content. And release that automatically now people listening to this may not be aware of it but but there is something called automation which means that you don't actually have to stand there and and click send every single week (laughs) i know it sounds obvious but you, you can literally use convertkit's technology to build the the content uh or rather populate uh the software with the content and then decide when to release that so why don't we talk about the kinds of you know rudimentary or basic technology which which frees people up from having to send things and 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 you know sit there and and do it themselves they can actually schedule um, and they can then build things like um, sequences they can um, have someone enter into an email list subscribe and automatically they are sent a sequence of emails and i think that's something which is revolutionary for some people i'm sure it's uh you know, not to some, but I think there are people listening to this who might think, hey, that's interesting. The concept of um, creating something using ConvertKit, which frees me up to do other things. And all the while people are receiving valuable content, my newsletter, my coaching tips, my, you know, my thoughts on this. And that's something which um, through a series of sequences, people can be pushed into a funnel, which in time, jumping ahead here, uh, people then could be, uh, could receive an offer from you where they actually then sign up for something and pay for something. So why don't we kind of walk through those couple of ideas just to flesh things out?
1: Yeah. So the most important thing with automation is that it's timed to the individual subscriber. So let's say that, um, you, I don't know, you wrote your favorite piece of content, thing that you're most proud of and you wrote it a year ago. Maybe it's drawing people in your list still. and, And that's great. Um, But I come across a new article today. I go to your site. I love it. I read like the last five articles and I sign up to your list. I'm now never going to see this thing that you think is just your best ever because you emailed that out to your list as a broadcast, you know, two years ago or a year ago. And here I am totally brand new. So, what's special about automations is that you set up a a series of emails so that when I join, Um, I get, you know, on day one, I get this email and then three days later I get that email and five days later I get, you know, this next email. And so you take your best content, your stuff that you feel like, um, really inspires people, really like clarifies their thinking and all that. And you put it in that email sequence. So now when I sign up and, um, I get this content from you, uh, you know, I get it timed, you know, I get all of your best content timed exactly to when I join. And if somebody else signs up uh, a month later, they get the same thing. Um, so now our whole community, right, of, of fans of your work, we all have the same shared understanding of what you're talking about. And if you were to teach a workshop and you reference the article, we would, we'd be like, oh, yeah, we all know that because we all read the same article. And so some people would be like, wait, I don't remember when did he publish that? Was that before I signed up? Um, so that's the first thing that's really important. The next thing is that you can automate any actions that you want people to take. So, uh, right. We build the email list by giving away a lot to our subscribers. You know, we're trying to give away as much value as possible, but it's totally fine to ask for things in return. And, you know, sometimes that might be a sale. We can get into that later. Um, but often it's something simple like, Hey, will you review the podcast, you know, if anyone's listening to a podcast and you get lots of value, um, then, uh, like the single best thing you can do for the the podcast host is go write a review on on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform. And so you, as the as the podcast host, you can just put that into an email list, um, and say, you know, hey, you know, email ten, email seven, or whatever. Hey, thank you so much for uh, subscribing for the last couple of months. Will you do me a huge favor and go rate and review the podcast? You know, and and maybe uh, review your Amazon book or any of these other things where someone taking a small action actually makes a big difference. So those are two examples right off the bat where automation uh, can be a game changer for you as the content creator.
0: Yeah, and it's obvious uh, in a way, uh, but to some people, it sounds technical, doesn't it? It sounds scary. How do I how do I know how to do this? Um, I've got to get involved in software. I've got to log into a platform. So, I mean, I, I've been reassured uh, that, and I've, I've asked people about this who use ConvertKit, uh, and I have my own opinion on this, but they've said to me, it actually is easy to use it's straightforward it's logical um there are some concepts and there are lots of pieces of content uh, from convertkit on how to set things up right there are guides on this
1: yeah yeah absolutely so there's a lot of guides and and the, the software really is pretty straightforward i do try to um tell people that you know if you're learning ever anything new you should set your expectations that it's going to be difficult uh and then that way you know whether you're learning to play an instrument or uh you know, cook a new recipe or whatever. If you set your expectations, that it's going to be super easy, then you'll probably get frustrated. Um, but if you set your expectations that it's going to be difficult but worthwhile, then you're going to be blown away at how easy it is and how quickly you get it done. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, we, you know, we've designed the tool to be really easy for content creators to get set up. Um, you know, we just keep looking for every way to make the experience you, know, easier and easier and and uh provide more templates and shortcuts out of the box so it's really cool to see people like build landing pages uh really quickly and then you know set up this email automation after that and it, it's just been great we've got i think a twenty six thousand creators using convertkit now so uh it's definitely resonated
0: you mentioned tim first and i mentioned neil patel so so you know these are big names this is um Kudos to you for starting this. Um, so, thinking of just going back for a moment, because I think this is quite exciting. Uh, the concept of, of a of an email course, and I know plenty of people doing this, but I know even more people who are not doing this. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a trainer, let's say you're areas resilience or customer care, or it's sales or it's leadership, and I I was speaking to Ken Blanchard last week. Um, if you're someone w- with knowledge. Uh, and you teach this stuff, you train this stuff, you coach people on this stuff, it surely is possible for you to put this into some kind of document and to send this out piecemeal uh, on a weekly basis for maybe 10, 11 weeks. Is there a, I'm not sure, Nathan, is there a kind of a magic number for a number of uh, how many parts to a course should there be by email in your experience? I don't
1: think so. I like to do something more condensed up front. So I might do seven emails over three weeks or something like that. Um,
0: it depends on how you break up the course. So you could do a mixture of video and, and text and, and things. It doesn't have to be just, you know, literally text and in, e- in an email.
1: Yeah. Video works really well. I, I've, I've seen that work fantastic. Um, I've also used it, um, for different things. Like if I'm having exercises, like I did one, um, called, uh, seven days to better design. Um, and it was just a series. It's saying like, Hey, you're already a designer. Um, you know, say beginner intermediate. And you could read all these design tutorials all the time, but what I'm gonna do is every day for seven days, you're going to get a design exercise. And it's like go and do this thing. I love it's it. you know, it's yeah. design homework. Right. And so instead of reading more tutorials, like you're actually putting it to it to work. So like, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a designer, so I'm kind of a nerd about these things, but like I took a photo of the uh, I don't know what you call it, not the entertainment system, but like like the the touch screen display and all that in um in the, the car that I had years ago that, you know, a Mazda CX-5. So it's a little crossover SUV and it has this like design. It has the, you know, the, the radio and the Bluetooth and all of that on like a, you know, 80 inch touchscreen or something. And, um, you know, it, like the design on it is terrible, like just so bad. They're committing every design flaw. The spacing is off, the typewriter, everything. But like, it's a very practical interface in that you know you have to be able to access your music, and you have to, um, you know, switch over to the GPS, and and that that kind of thing. And so I just like took photos of that, cropped them down, um, put them in the tutorial, and and then gave like these assets and said, okay, your job is to take this existing thing and and uh, redesign it, like clean up all the spacing, clean up all of that. And people loved those exercises because they're like, you know, I read t- tutorials all all day. And then over here, I have some client work that I'm getting, or whatever else. But that's very specific things. But giving people a hands-on way to apply what they've been learning um, was so good, and that that took off. I put something in one of the emails where, like, my request was like, okay, um, yeah, you know, I think it's day three or day four, where I said, hey, uh, will you go um, like go share it with a designer friend you know? And so it ended up getting a lot of traction because people were saying like, you know, they're four days into the lessons or the exercises. And they're like, oh, I love this. Um, and so then, then I would make the hard ask of like, will you share it with somebody else? Um, and so that kind of thing is really cool to see when um, you can take this email course because it's really any content just dripped out over time. Um, you could do like, you know, I've seen churches do a daily devotional video um, I've seen, uh, sales teams do like a, you know, inspirational sales or educational sales message for their sales leaders of like, Hey, this is what our values are. This is other things. You know, you're just taking content, putting it in bite-sized chunks and dripping it out over time.
0: And you don't have to write this every time. And I think this is a, I know it's obvious to some people, but it's actually revolutionary in some respects, because once you have an actual you know, you've got content. All you've got to do is just create a sequence and that takes care of itself. As, some, as soon as someone joins your list, ConvertKit will send them out, for example, a welcome email, following up with some email, let's say concierge email, explaining the gra- ground rules of the group or, or how the program works. And then it reassures them that the next day they'll get the first lesson and the next day. And this is all something you don't have to do ever again. It's done once. It's it's so powerful. Yeah, and it well, and it, it changes you
1: um, from working in the business, like in the content creation cycle, and all that, and just like on this hamster wheel, and it changes it to much more of a flywheel. So, if anybody, uh, have you ever read the book uh, The E Myth? Yes, by Michael
0: Gerber. Yes,
1: yeah, brilliant, it's fantastic, book. and and it talks about like switching from you know working in the business to working on the business, and. You know, automation, like for your content and for your email, is really that switch because you go from like, oh, shoot, it's Monday. I'm supposed to get an email out to my list today. Uh, What do I even send? You know, from that kind of thing to I can go on vacation and, you know, all all these people on my list are just getting content on autopilot. It's perfect. Um, And so then I can say, like, you know what? I bet lesson four could be better. This week I'm going to go rewrite lesson four um and it just it makes a, a huge difference cuz you're, you're you're like tweaking and improving rather than trying to just come up with brand new stuff constantly
0: so uh, for people listening we're not talking about just people giving you their email address randomly you've got to give value you've got to offer something to them so the concept of lead magnets is crucial here we've got to give value uh, in the form of content checklists cheat sheets uh, free guides uh, videos And anything which which makes people think, hey, uh, this person's giving me something. So when you put the ask on front of them, let's say, you know, leave a rating for my podcast or give me an answer or feedback on this, uh, they feel obliged. It's the kind of principle of reciprocity, the idea that um, you've earned it, haven't you? Because you've given me something. Um, But the beauty of of a platform like ConvertKit is that uh, once I create. I can simply repurpose. I never have to do this again. And I think that um, for many people, and I was reluctant for a long time to do this was because I was concerned about things like spam. Is that something that people should be worried about? Ending up on a blacklist or some kind of spam list if they over, over you know, over send too many emails, send too much content out? Is there such a thing as too much content? And that's a great question. Uh, there can be.
1: It's all about the expectations that you set. Right, so if I create an email list that was well, actually, we use an example. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Ryan Holiday, who uh, I you know he he sends a bunch of email through us. He has a site called uh, The Daily Stoic, um, and he comes to mind because I have his book um, uh, Stillness Is the Key sitting right here on my desk. Um, but you know, he has The Daily Stoic, and they send a daily email, like surprise, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the expectations are set there, right? You signed up and you're expecting you to get a daily email, like some prompt about stoicism. Um, and so, you know, you're not going to be like, what the hell, this is way too much content, you know, and get irritated at that because the expectations were set there from the beginning. But if I say, hey, join my newsletter, I, I send out high quality, long form posts every so often. And then I proceed to send daily emails about random stuff, like, hey, check out this affiliate offer, check out this other thing, I have this new course, this is on sale, blah, blah, blah. Then for sure people are going to get sick of it and unsubscribe or mark a spam because I broke the expectations. Uh, you know, you take like Seth Godin, you know, he, he publishes a, a blog post uh, every day. And so if you subscribe to his stuff, you know what to expect. And, and some people might say, oh, this is more than I want. Um, and so they might switch to a digest format or they might unsubscribe, but that's fine. Now, where you end up in trouble, I believe, and I, and I see a lot of content creators or I'll, maybe I'll phrase it as online marketers um, do this, where they think of it as I am the creator, you are the fan or the subscriber, uh, and your job as the subscriber is to serve me. You are a, a email address in a database, you know, an email on my list, and like you should be able to enable me to. Uh, go on trips and buy the next car and, and <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, the golden you know, goose. <laughs> Just keep laying eggs.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if you go for that format, then yeah, you're going to piss people off because the, the further you go down that cycle, you're going to be like, oh, I could send 10 emails about this product launch instead of three. I could, you know, do this affiliate offer. Oh, it's not a good fit for my audience, but like, who cares? It's going to make me money. Um, and what I advocate instead is as a creator, my job is to serve my audience. You know, I'm supposed to teach and educate and provide value and tell stories um, and entertain. And if I take that of I'm, I'm showing up every week to serve my audience, not they're here to serve me, then I don't think you can really, you're, you're not in any danger of going wrong of sending too much content or sending low quality content um, because you're, you're showing up and delivering quality every week. It's just when you get in that opposite habit of like, eh, they're basically a, an ATM and whenever I want money. Um, I will send some offer or something to my list and get that money back from them, and yeah. then for sure you'll end up in trouble. and And in my opinion, you belong on all the spam blacklists.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. And and that is that's that's deserved if that's your if that's your <laughs> attitude. You know, if, you've, if you you yes. treat people like and, m- morons and you're just gonna keep sending them rubbish, after a while they will dump you in the spam filter, and then that's that. Well, and 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 you know, we I make the extreme examples
1: because and it might feel like, well, who would ever who would ever do that? Why would, you know, that would never happen? And it's like, trust me, it's nonstop. Like the number of people on the web who just see, they're just here to try to find, you know, some friend told them that if they write ebooks or if they do something else, they'll make money really quick. And, and they're just here for the the quick hit and, and on to the next thing. You know, they're the, uh, the get rich quick or the, um, one weird trick to make money on the internet. Like those people are everywhere and we do everything we can to keep them off of ConvertKit because it's just, not the kind of people that we want to serve.
0: Brennan Dunn uh, rings a bell with you, I'm sure. Uh, he's a guest on the podcast in a few weeks' time. He's a huge fan of ConvertKit, so much so he's just released uh, the course on mastering ConvertKit. Um, what what kind of features should people try? Without being masters yet, what, what kind of basic features should people try and capitalize upon, and you know, get to grips with uh, as they begin the journey of of an email platform such as ConvertKit?
1: Yeah, one of the first things is. Um, well, if you're just getting started, then definitely play with the landing pages. That's something that especially people who have used ConvertKit in the past. Um, you know, it wasn't as robust of a product with landing pages say a year ago, but now there's you know 30 different templates. There's all these different categories. Like it's just a really powerful product for that. So as you're spinning up this free ebook or this email course or thinking of launching a new podcast or whatever else, like you can make a coming soon page in um, in a few minutes. Um. The other thing is, I really just take the time to explore automations, uh, and as you dive in there, there's uh, you know a library of uh, six or eight automations that you can go through, and you know just that we have pre-made, because if you
0: start to see what's possible, um, it's really pretty fun. So, so when you say automations, you mean like predefined or pre-built sequences, which people can simply uh, uh, customize.
1: Yeah, so in ConvertKit, we have sequences which are a series of emails, um, and you know, it can go out on these days and and uh, stuff like that. Um, but then automations are where you can kind of go uh, layer beyond that. So it's this visual layout of this is the flow that my subscribers will go through. Right? They'll um, they'll opt into this uh, form or this landing page, and then they'll get these two sequences of emails. Uh, That are trying to get them to buy this product. And if they buy the product, they'll get pulled forward to this event further down, you know, or it'll branch off in a conditional. So it'll say, you know, if they have this tag, do this. If not, do that. Um, Probably one of the, and you can see it laid out all visually in front of you. So uh, it's a pretty slick setup and it's really fascinating and uh, easy to understand. So one of my favorite things to do is just put in that those kind of conditionals on a particular email or you can even, this is uh, more advanced, but you can even do it within an email. So one of my favorite examples is um, uh, my friend, Benny Lewis. He lives in New York. Uh, He's actually from Ireland. Uh, Is he? Yeah. You should check out his stuff. But uh, he, I don't know, I've known him for eight years or something, but um, he speaks between... 15 and 20 languages fluently and learning languages is his thing. Oh, I think I've heard of this Uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, he's got his site, uh, three months.com. And if you go there in his opt-in form, he asks you, Hey, what are you, um, what language are you trying to learn? And, and so you answer that. Um, and then he has it built into the content of his emails where he has one sequence, right. That it's running through. And, uh, um, but if you say you're trying to learn Spanish or French or whatever else, it tweaks the content of the emails based on that. You know, it says like, "Hey, Mark, so excited that you're uh, that you've joined the list. Um, over the next few weeks, we're going to teach you the language principles that are key to learning Spanish." Um, you know, it's the same email that goes out to everybody, but it it, it tweaks based on uh, what the subscriber answered. Um, and then another version of that. You know, I might send out a broadcast email. Uh, To my list saying, hey, here's my latest blog post. Um, You know, go check it out. And then in the footer, I might say, P.S., you know, uh, I've got this course. We're doing 20% off for Black Friday, you know, or or whatever else. But I've uh, filtered that so it only shows to people who haven't yet bought the course. Um, And that kind of stuff is really powerful where you can just put in these little conditional messages that only go out to you know, the right segment of people.
0: Okay. So let me see if I can paraphrase this and uh, kind of, uh, so that someone listening to this, uh, in kind of my world in training and learning and developments is, um, clear in this. So a uh, sequence is effectively a, a logical number of emails, which follow each other, uh, from beginning to end. And those could be such as the thing you mentioned, Nathan, a, a, uh, a course, an email course. So people will, receive an email, then the next email, then the next email automatically. Um, But the the automation, if I'm clear on this, is where, let's say someone, you build uh, an automation in in ConvertKit so that if someone does something, uh, then logically... Uh, the system will do this. So it kind of responds based upon the condition. In this particular event, if this happens, do this. So if someone, for example, uh, suggests that they are, let's say a coach as opposed to a trainer, um, then they will receive this sequence of emails. So it allows someone to say, if this is the answer the user gives them or gives ConvertKit, then send them these uh, kinds of emails or this content. Is that, is that kind of right? Okay.
1: Exactly. And then we're trying to convince them to, um, buy a ticket to my live workshop and so everyone who has purchased goes down one path everyone who hasn't yet purchased maybe gets another pitch or two on purchasing
0: right that's that's fascinating yeah uh, um yeah it's it's amazing it's staggering how how powerful this whole system is
1: yeah it's i mean the potential is is pretty incredible so i uh, I'm always just excited to get it in the hands of more and more people.
0: So, what's around the corner for ConvertKit? I'm conscious of your time. What's around the corner for the brand?
1: Yeah, you know, um, there's a, a few sides of it. on the On the brand and marketing side, we're going all in on telling more stories. You know, that's the biggest thing people are, and they want to know what's possible. And you can explain features to them or something else. But um, what we care about the most is telling stories of of creators who are earning a living, um, you know, through their audience and and doing it in such a wide range so we did this project called i'm a blogger and uh it's a coffee table book and documentary series you can see it at for free at imablogger.co and um you know it just tells this wide range of creators and tells their stories of how they earn a living everyone from um uh, a fitness instructor to a mom who does photography to a school teacher and we just love love telling those stories um I would say the you know the other side of it is we're, we're like on the product side of what we're doing we're a bootstrapped um, self-funded company. You know we've never taken funding or anything like that. so we've always stayed away from you know doing things for free because you know you can't build a business. Uh, you, you can't afford to support people when you're small and you're trying to do something for free. Um, but our mission as a company is you know and sits on a little plaque on everyone's desk. And just says, We exist to help creators earn a living. And something that we found is that, uh, you know, with the price point where it's at, um, people like uh, brand new people just getting started are like, Oh man, when I have money, I'll be able to buy ConvertKit or something like that. And so, something that we're excited to do uh, over the next few months is release a free version of the product so that people can get started totally for free from the beginning. And it'll start with just our landing pages product and then grow into email marketing and, and more from there. So, um, that's something that's coming up that we're really excited to get in the hands of everybody.
0: Did I hear a couple of months ago that you've now hit uh, 1 million a month, uh, monthly recurring revenue. Is that right?
1: Um, yeah, we're actually over 1.5 million a month. So, wow. um, congratulations. Yeah, we're, we're pushing hard to try to get to 20 million a year in revenue by the end of the year. Uh, and we're just, we're almost on pace, not quite. Uh, so we're, we're definitely going to, to push hard to, you know, to get more creators to switch over in the next uh, six weeks or so. Mm.
0: Okay, so finally, where can listeners go to learn more about ConvertKit? Yeah, I'd say just ConvertKit.com. Um, as you jump into the page, it'll ask you some
1: questions of, you know, are you a beginner just getting started? Or are you thinking of migrating over? And then tweak it from there.
0: Um, and then start a free trial and check it out. Yeah, why not? So I'll leave some of uh, those links you gave me. I'll put those in the show notes to today's episode. Nathan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Nathan, for being our guest to the show on the Training Business Podcast. And thanks for your time in what must be a hectic day as CEO of ConvertKit, a very, very successful platform. And it was my privilege to share your tips with today's audience. And speaking of which, thank you for being in the audience today. Thank you for your time, for tuning in again this week. There are many, many fine podcasts out there And I like to think that this is the one dedicated to you as training business owners and professionals. So it's my pleasure to welcome you every single week and know that you're there. On that basis, I'd like to thank you for your continued support. I'd like you also to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts because, as I explain every week, this helps us to promote the show and to attract the kinds of guests who can help you on your training business entrepreneurial journey. The key word, of course, being business, not just training. You can check out the podcast, as always, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and I believe more than quite a few other uh, podcast platforms, which I don't care to mention because I can't mention them all, Uh, quite a few, but I'm quite curious as to the number of venues or places or platforms where episodes of this podcast end up on, uh, end up on, I should say, every single week. So finally, before we go, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, where else? We'd love you to check out the posts that we post every single weekday on those platforms and to join the conversation because this helps us to ensure that the content we're delivering to you is the content that's most relevant for you. There's a fresh episode next Thursday. So until then, have a great training business week. Bye for now.